Ladies and gentlemen, weebs and weeblets, welcome to the manga section. Sit back, relax, and grab your favorite drink as we talk about My Hero Academia Chapter 296, Hellish Hell. Alright, welcome back to the show, everyone. We are here in 2021. You know, if you're listening to this, that means that you've survived 2020, which is an accomplishment in and of itself. And uh, we should take a moment to... Uh, a moment of silence for all of the pro heroes in My Hero who didn't make it to 2021, um, which is something I'm going to go over a little bit later, given the context of this chapter, because it is it, this chapter is a very epilogue-esque chapter and is almost immediately ushering us into the next arc, which is great. Like, there's no... Like, it seems like there's going to be very little downtime, at least for the villains, but we'll get to that. Um... So yeah, welcome back. I hope everybody enjoyed their holiday break. You know, whatever you choose to do with that. Sleep, binge, read, you know, spend time with loved ones, however you want to do that. I hope it was great. Mine was pretty good. It was nice to take a break from the podcast, but now I'm ready to be back. And just to get a few things out of the way, uh, if you want to stay up to date with the podcast and all that, you can check us out on Instagram at The Nerdiest Podcast, and you can also check me out on Twitter I'm there with an official, uh, an official Instagram or Twitter for the podcast. Jeez, I can't talk today. Um, so yeah, if you want to check us out on Twitter, we are now on Twitter at Nerdiest Podcast, and I tweet about my hero and manga and just kind of other general nerdy stuff too. So you can check me out there, and I'll be talking on Twitter. That's actually where I got one of the things I'm going to talk about today. So without further ado. Let's jump into this new chapter. This is the first chapter of 2021, and unfortunately, uh, we're on break next week, like, just kind of sad. We only got one chapter thus far this year. It's a pretty big cliffhanger, but let's get to that. So, chapter 296, Hellish Hell, we get to see a lot of the aftermath of the war, which is great, because this is something I had been talking about and had been wanting, was I want to see the effects of this war. Because you can't go on saying like, oh, Shigaraki is so powerful. Oh my gosh, Maki is tearing apart the streets. And then not show that. You have to be able to be like, okay, here's what's going on. And this is what happened. So we get to see Shigaraki with the hand on his face and all for one is still in control of his body. But we start out by seeing like this destroyed cityscape. It's almost the, it might be the exact panel from the end of chapter 295 where... Uh, Deku said he needs to save Shigaraki, but of course, um, you know, the heroes who are left are jumping in to keep Shigaraki from escaping. We see, like, present Mike is there. We get to see a little bit of 13's face after all this time, um, which is really interesting. I, I, I wasn't expecting that. And, of course, Shigaraki gets away, and that's not good, but we get to see all of the villains, or at least some of them who were apprehended, um, they got Machia, they got Compress, which I was not expecting them to get Machia. I didn't think, like, All for One would leave Machia there, but I guess he did. So, they got Redestro, Gitten, and Trumpet, uh, and they also, uh, totaled out 16,929 individuals. Where do you even put that many people in prison? Like, maybe that's just me not knowing how many people fit in the average prison, but, like, where are you putting all those people? So they talk about how, you know, the paranormal liberation front has been kind of scattered at this point. So it is still a sort of win for the heroes, I guess. It, it you know, 
it's not really a win because of all the destruction and chaos caused by not just Makia, but Shigaraki and also just the rest of the liberation front. Um, but it's, it's still kind of a win because they, they captured all these people. So that's good. Um, and you know, they've kind of scattered and then we get to see a lot of the destruction and chaos and what this looks like in the aftermath. And Uraraka and uh, Sue save this little girl. And then Uraraka goes on like a spam spree of saving as many people as she can. And even she says that, gotta save them as many as I can. And as she's going on this recovery effort and trying to save people with her quirk, which would be very helpful and is very helpful in this situation where there's a lot of things that have fallen. So it's nice that Horikoshi put her in this specific situation as much as I would have loved her to be there in like watching Deku fight Shigaraki. I think that payoff is going to come a little later when she either sees him in the hospital or sees him after, uh, because there's definitely, and I've been saying this for weeks, there's longstanding, um, consequences to what Deku did there. Like he's not going to show up to UA one day and be like, Oh, Hey guys, look, my arms are fine. I totally didn't like go beyond my limits and hurt myself. And Bakugo didn't totally almost die. And Todoroki doesn't totally have a t new scar. Like those three are going to show up to class and it's going to notice. So that payoff is coming. I know it is. It's just kind of having to be patient for that. But anyway, the thing that really hits is um, another hero who's there says, I can't take it. This is too much. I need to find a new line of work. And just the way this panel is framed is like, you see Uraraka's eyes just go out because this is someone admitting like, this is not what I signed up for in being a hero. And I think it's really making Uraraka think, is this worth it? Like, Saving people, yes, but all of this destruction and chaos, is this really worth it? And the way this panel is framed with this random hero saying, I need a new line of work, it's one um, it's one wide panel of just a bunch of calls for help and yelling and screaming and crying and all of that with this just destroyed city in the background. And that is terrifying because there these are very real consequences to what happened with Machia like I know some shows and some you know stories will just glimpse over like the destruction and stuff that happens but Horikoshi showing us that this is what happened after is wow I just I I can really as a writer myself, I can really respect Horikoshi taking the time and effort to show us the aftermath. Now, the next panel is almost a little darker because um, Hiroshima, Ashido, Momo, and Sato find Midnight and Midnight is gone, which has to be heartbreaking for these kids because not only did she jump in to protect them way back when, but this is also a teacher and someone they've been in school with and like someone they've known for the longest time is now gone. I didn't think I didn't think Midnight was going to die, but I respect the writing decision to have her die and stay dead. 
uh, Momo's dead, or not Momo, uh, Midnight is dead, and then we go on to see, like, Shigaraki has truly died, which I don't know how I feel about that, because I think Shigaraki is still very much alive, but he's more or less found himself, because the chapter says Shigaraki had truly died. His rebirth was cut short in the moment the equipment was destroyed. And I think Shigaraki died in the sense that, like, decay is his only quirk. And because he really does have All for One now. And even though All for One is possessing his body at the moment, I don't think Shigaraki's dead. Because when he was fighting the heroes, he went on very clearly, like, this is my dream. This is what I want to do. Like, he was very open about that. And that's not something that Shigaraki would not have been about like after he found stain all that time ago he finally figured out okay i need to find myself and figure out who i am and that came a lot through just general progression but also the my villain academia arc was something that really brought shigaraki to find out who he is so i don't think he's dead in that sense like he's a different person i think he's just found himself and he now has the power to carry out that will so, next panel is um, Shigaraki's singular obsession costs so many lives, and we get to see all of the heroes who have unfortunately passed away. You got Midnight, Exiles, um, there's the magic guy, I don't remember what his name is, and there's Crust, and then a bunch of other heroes who died. And, of course, in the next panel, we get to see some of the aftermath of, like, the Endeavor stuff. Like, this is teasing me... Um, what's going to happen with Endeavor. Like, people are starting to lose faith, even if, which we know it's true, everything Dobby said, but even if it were fake and false, that is enough to really shake up people's confidence in Endeavor. And I think that's that's going to be very interesting how that plays out. And someone someone says he'd better have a statement ready about all this tomorrow. And it's like, well, first of all, I don't think he will, because right now he's unconscious and um, probably on the verge of death. So I think maybe getting a statement on this might have to wait just a little bit, but that's just me. Um, we get to see Deku, and I don't know if this is foreshadowing or not, but, they show, but Horikoshi shows us a panel of Deku with this singular bubble that says his career's finished for sure. But I, I see there's he's still referring to Endeavor, but it's very interesting that he puts a panel of Deku right there with that bubble because that cannot be coincidental because why would you not put another panel of Endeavor or Bakugo or Todoroki or someone else? It's very specifically Deku, and this is the only time we see him in this chapter. It's just a singular bubble that says his career's finished for sure. Do I think this is the end of Deku? No, but I think because of the substantial damage to his arms, Deku is going to have to find a new way to be a hero with one for all. He's going to have to find some workaround or some new inventive way, be it with gear or just using his quirk in a different way. He's going to have to find some new way to be a hero, but to the average person, it would look like his career is finished. So, I don't know. I could be reading too much into that. It could just be showing us an update of like, hey, Deku's still alive, but he's finally on a stretcher and getting carried out. So, 
who's to say? And of course, towards the end, the kids are like, are you, do you think we'll be okay? And one of the kids is like, we've got five weenies. Yeah, because Todoroki's still being identified as the little things on his thing, which is the five weenies, which I think it's funny. I think it's funny. It's a good joke. It's a good joke. Now, the last two panels are what really, or I guess the last two pages are really what get me interested because it's that night and it shows Tartarus prison and all for one is he's still there. Like his physical body is still there, but somehow be it through the quirk or something else, he is possessing Shigaraki's body. And he says, why do they assume tomorrow will come? It, he's not going to grant them a moment's rest because it's my turn now and my turn will never end. So hear me, my tireless Nomu, it's time to free my real body, which we sounds like we're finally getting that prison break arc we've been looking for for a while. And it makes sense that All for One would want his own body back so he can be out there. And I don't know if he's going to kick Shigaraki to the curb, which I think would be very interesting if he was kind of monitoring Shigaraki and was like, okay, maybe Shigaraki can do this. And then he realized that Shigaraki was getting his butt kicked by the heroes. And he's like, okay, no, 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 no. I'm going to I'm going to take over for you buddy. I'm going to go free my own body with your body and then I'm just going to kick you to the curb, take all for one back and leave you as the you know, leave you there. Which I think something that would be very interesting is if he tried to do that and Shigaraki and All for One had a fight but they were both using All for One. And it was like the generation versus generation and like they were going at each other and one was going to have to kill the other. I think that'd be very interesting because if, if All for One ends up bodying Shigaraki and is like, you know what? No, I'm done with you. Shigaraki is not going to just lay down and take that. Because it was very clear in the Vestige Realm that when All for One tried to take over, he was like, no, this is my dream. This is what I'm doing. And he was not just going to lay down and let All for One take over. But eventually, his body succumbed. And that's the only reason he succumbed to All for One taking over his body is because he passed out and was unconscious and was not mentally able to block all for one. So, and I also want to notice that Spinner is there and it looks like Dobby is there and it looks like Dobby has black hair. And I don't know if that's just like an error or maybe that's not Dobby or maybe that's something else. But you, if it is Dobby and he has black hair, you cannot tell me that this man had enough time between the fight and where they're at now to re-dye his hair black. Maybe it isn't Dobby. I don't know, but that's just me. So next chapter hits on January 17th. We are going to find out what happened to Shigaraki. Are we going to do a prison break? Is that going to be all? Or are we going to give a couple chapters rest, come back to the prison break and do more aftermath? I don't know. We'll see. We'll find out in two weeks. But something I do want to go over while we're here is I found this great thread on Twitter by at uh, Wally the Great. You can check him out on you know, you can check him out on Twitter. It's a, it's a hero status thread of all the heroes who participated in the war and where they're at now. It was a very interesting thread. You can go check it out yourself. I retweeted it with the, you know, with the nerdiest podcast account. Um, so I'm just going to kind of run through this. Endeavor is unconscious. Hawks is unconscious. And um, he might lose his quirk because his back was cremated. Best genist is conscious, but exhausted, which makes sense because he was already injured. Um, Edshot defeated Redestro, but has serious injuries on his left arm. Mirko is unconscious and mutilated with a cut face, lost an arm, part of, part of her belly, 
her ear and pierced internal organs. Uh, Crust died, as we mentioned earlier. Kamui Woods was charred by Dobby's flames, maybe dead. Uh, Tamaki and Fatgum are unknown. I heard somewhere that maybe they're dead, but I don't think Horikoshi would kill one of the big three. If he did, that would be a savage move, and I'd be okay with that. Um, 13 is missing an arm. I think I noted that earlier. Ryuki is unconscious and has some serious hand damage because of Shigaraki and Deku both beating up on it. Uh, Gang Orca could be dead. And then Deku, unconscious, arms and legs totally destroyed, a lot of blood loss, several broken bones, right side of the face is broken, bad psychological state, and totally defeated plus guilt. So Deku is not doing too hot. So we need to send all of our, our best 2020 wishes, all our positive wishes and, and hopes and prayers to uh, Deku to manifest him being okay. Same for Bakugo, who's unconscious, severely injured, speechless, open wounds and bleeding. Shoto is unconscious with several burns on his face in critical mental state because, you know, he got a lot of family drama dropped on him and now he has another scar on his other face. Or, I'm sorry, a scar on the other side of his face. Aizawa is unconscious, part of his face torn, lost his left leg and his right eye, which we saw that in, I think it was the the art of My Hero Academia, the art book that's coming out. Um, on that, Aizawa's on there and he has an eye patch over his right eye, so either that's foreshadowing or that's a post-war design. So, um... Gran Torino received a heavy blow to the stomach and is unconscious between, and he's in between life and death, um, theory that, uh, Gran Torino could die in the hospital, kind of like Night Eye did, because Night Eye got pierced right through the stomach, but didn't die right away, uh, he died in the hospital later after the overhaul arc, um, Uraraka is a little, little wound, bad mental state, Midnight hit by rubble, suffered serious fall, and in the end, was attacked and brutally killed by the Paranormal Front. <sighs> uh, Denki is severely injured. Mount Lady is unconscious and severely wounded. Uh, Momo is traumatized. Mina is totally traumatized. And Kirishima was burned after going through the Dobby fire and is also traumatized. Cementos is unconscious and impaled. Exiles died. Uh, Nejere, part of her body was burned and... Um, she also had almost all of her vitality drained due to overuse of her quirk. And that's kind of where the thread ends. So just going to say that's a lot and a lot of bad things happen to this arc. And I think it'll be telling to see who recovers from what, because if the Hawks thing is true, like he doesn't have his wings, he's going to have to retire because Hawks quirk is his whole shtick as a hero. So he's going to have to retire. If Endeavor doesn't end up recovering, he's going to have to retire, which then puts Best Genus at number one. But Best Genus was already in a not fully healed state when he came back a couple weeks ago. So it's just really seeing who's going to be okay. I think like our main three, Deku, Bakugo, and uh, Todoroki, are going to be okay. I think they'll be fine. But I'm very interested to see where this goes from here. So if you want to read that thread for yourself, you can check it out on Twitter at Wally the Great. And um, yeah, it, it's a great thread. And I think he did one for the villains too. So you can check that out. I'm not going to go over it here, but you can check it out. It was really great. So with that being said, we are going to end this episode here. I know, very sad, very sad chapter pretty much because it's a aftermath. Who's, who's dead, who's not, uh, not the best way to start 2021, but... I'm glad to be back talking about My Hero Academia. Now, of course, we are on break next week for My Hero, and I've already come up with something to do for that break. So 
if you want to know what's going on this week or next week, uh, stick around for a little bit, but I will go ahead and get all of the other stuff out of the way. If you enjoy the podcast, you can check us out on Instagram at the nerdiest podcast and on Twitter at nerdiest podcast. Both of those will be linked to the description. If you enjoy the podcast and you want to keep listening, you can check us out on Spotify, Apple podcasts, and anywhere else you listen to podcasts. And we will be back in two weeks to talk about my hero academia. But if you want to come back next week, um, I am going to be covering the Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time manga. I think we're going to be doing three to five chapters next week. So if you want to go ahead and pick that up and read along with me, that's great. It's a great manga. I'm really excited to talk about it um, because 2021 is the 35th anniversary of the Legend of Zelda. So that's kind of what inspired me to do it. So I'm going to cover that in the off weeks between my hero chapters and we'll go through that. And then, you know, if you guys like me doing the Zelda stuff, I will move into Twilight Princess once I finish Ocarina of Time. So yeah, and if you follow me on Twitter, you'll know there's a lot of, I retweet a lot of Zelda stuff because I'm a huge Zelda fan. So really looking forward to you talking about uh, Ocarina of Time manga next week. So stay tuned for that. And if you're just here for my hero, I'll see you in two weeks. Thank you for listening. Peace out.